Does the government deserve its bad guy label in the UFO world? Let's discuss that right now on this abbreviated edition of UFO Mod Pod. friends, and welcome to UFO Mod Pod. I'm Jason McClellan. Ryan is very sorry to not be here today, but sometimes his ceiling collapses at the last minute, and he has to deal with more important things than a UFO podcast. And Maureen is an important person doing lots of things, and we couldn't quite get our schedules to work in time to record this episode. So I'm flying solo today, and I have a nice short episode for you. Let's do a quick rundown of some of the UFO-related stories that have been in the news lately. Some of you might not be surprised by this, but I'm going to start off talking about our friend Tom DeLonge. On Sunday, March 27th, musician, author, and UFO researcher Tom DeLonge appeared on the popular late-night coast-to-coast AM program with George Knapp to discuss his latest project, Secret Machines. And we talked a little bit about Secret Machines in the past. This franchise will include new music from DeLonge's band Angels and Airwaves, fiction and nonfiction books, and a documentary film. The first book in this franchise, Chasing Shadows, was co-authored with New York Times bestselling author and Shakespeare professor A.J. Hartley, who appeared with Tom during one of the four segments on Coast to Coast. This book comes out on April 5th, and Tom's company to the stars describes Chasing Shadows as a complex and thrilling read based on facts and actual events gleaned from the author's sources within the military and intelligence community. The book follows the witnesses, which are legion, scattered across the world and dotted through history, people who looked up and saw something impossible lighting up the night sky. What those objects were, where they come from, and who, or what, might be inside them is the subject of fierce debate and equally fierce mockery, so that most who glimpsed them came to wish they hadn't. Most, but not everyone. Tom talked a little about these military and intelligence sources on the show. These unnamed individuals include high-level people inside NASA, Air Force Space Command, and Lockheed Skunk Works. And these advisors have apparently confirmed to Tom that extraterrestrials are interacting with Earth. As he explained to Knapp, the entire UFO phenomenon is about multiple gods that fight among themselves and, by design, factionalize mankind into different religions to step back and let us fight each other so... It has other things that it wants to accomplish, and we don't notice them because we're too involved fighting each other. He added that some, if not all, of the alleged UFO crashes that have occurred were done on purpose in order for humans to recover for the purpose of developing stronger weapons to use on each other. He also said that his advisors confirmed that aliens, or the others, as they're called, are behind the animal mutilation phenomenon. He's being provided with some pretty interesting and pretty wild information. And he doesn't believe it's disinformation either. Because, as he puts it, he sought out these individuals, not the other way around. It's interesting to note that all of the information Tom is releasing in these books, movies, etc., all has to be cleared by these secret advisors. So, as with most things in the world of information related to UFOs and extraterrestrials, it's really up to you to decide if you want to believe what these individuals are asserting, or if you want to believe that this is disinformation. And at the risk of being very unpopular here, I do have to applaud Tom for everything he's doing with Secret Machines. Because of his rock star status, he does have the ability to gain access to people most others can't reach. He's going to the source, trying to better understand the strange world of UFOs. 
He's trying to get information about UFOs to a younger audience. And this is the unpopular part. He's trying to portray the evil government in a more positive light. We all know that in the UFO world, the government is the big bad guy covering up UFO events and keeping the truth from the public. Tom said he was told that keeping related information from the public stemmed from the Cold War era, and it continues to remain under wraps because, well, we're at war. Some pretty wild stuff. If you want to listen to the interview, it's on coasttocoastam.com. Yes, you do have to subscribe to listen. But Tom was on for all four hours of the show. All four hours. And there's lots of interesting things in there. And for what it's worth, I will say that I believe what Tom says he's been told. Tom and I have talked about some of these conversations he's had with these advisors. I believe he's been told what he says he's been told. Is the info legit? Or is he being told a story that A, he wants to hear, or B, a false story that the government wants released? Again, that's up to you to decide what you want to believe. But it's all very interesting stuff, at least. Tom's got some fun things in the works. I'm really looking forward to his nonfiction stuff, especially his video stuff. On Coast, he mentioned both a documentary and a docu-series. And we know that one of the government insiders he's interviewed on camera is John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager. This guy's an outspoken advocate for the release of government files related to UFOs. And as we've mentioned on previous episodes of this show, Hillary has been talking publicly about UFOs lately, too. We've been keeping you up to date with Hillary Clinton and her comments about UFOs, UFO files, and Area 51. And the story continues. On March 24th, Hillary appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and as with President Barack Obama and Hillary's husband, former President Bill Clinton, Kimmel couldn't resist bringing up the topic of UFOs with Hillary. Kimmel mentioned how, when he asked Bill Clinton about UFOs, Bill talked about how he looked into UFO files when he was in office and that he found nothing. But Hillary assured Kimmel that she's going to look again. She also told Kimmel that UAP unidentified aerial phenomena, is the new way to refer to UFOs. But Kimmel said he prefers UFO. Yeah, I'm with Kimmel on that. Hillary reiterated what she's been saying recently, and that is, let's go into those files and hopefully make as much of that public as possible. If there's nothing there, let's tell people there's nothing there. She added, if there's something there, unless it's a threat to national security, I think we ought to share it with the public. Who knows if she'll be able to accomplish anything? Who knows if there's anything there to find? And of course, this all hinges on Hillary being elected president. So a lot of ifs and variables there. So wait and see. There are always several efforts underway by mainstream scientists searching for extraterrestrial life. And in the search for intelligent extraterrestrial life, SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Institute in Mountain View, California, gets the most media attention. One component of what SETI does is utilize radio telescopes to listen for possible extraterrestrial communication. These searches have historically focused on sun-like stars because, as is the case with most astrobiological efforts, scientists typically search for life as we know it. But that's changing with a new two-year search focusing on red dwarf stars, the most common stars in the Milky Way galaxy. Red dwarfs are typically billions of years older than our sun, so in this case, SETI's senior astronomer Seth Shostak says, this may be one instance in which older is better. He continues, older solar systems have had more time to produce intelligent species. This new hunt will utilize SETI's Allen Telescope Array in Northern California to scan 20,000 red dwarfs. It's always great to see scientists expanding the search and the conditions in which they're searching for life. So, good luck, SETI. 
In our effort to provide a modern introduction to the UFO phenomenon for a new generation, on each episode of UFO Mod Pod, we highlight a historical UFO case. And today, because I mentioned Tom DeLonge's effort to portray the government in a more positive light when it comes to UFOs, instead of highlighting a single UFO case for this episode, today we're highlighting some of the official UFO investigations conducted by the United States. The U.S. Air Force established a formal investigation into the UFO phenomenon in December 1947 called Project Sign, also referred to as Project Saucer. Amazingly, the conclusion reached by Project Sign was that some UFOs were of extraterrestrial origin. Air Force Chief of Staff General Hoyt S. Vandenberg rejected the findings of Project Sign. This led to the dissolution of Sign, replacing it with Project Grudge an official study established to provide prosaic explanations for UFO sightings. Generals at the Pentagon reportedly grew frustrated with the obvious debunking by grudge, so that project was terminated and replaced with Project Blue Book. In 1952, the CIA was extremely concerned about UFOs, so it assembled a panel of scientists to examine the UFO situation and formulate a scientific opinion of the phenomenon. Robertson Panel, named after panel head and California Institute of Technology physicist Dr. H.P. Robertson, only spent 12 hours reviewing the best evidence collected during six years of Blue Book investigations. The panel concluded that 90% of all UFO sightings had mundane explanations, and it wasn't worth the government's time to investigate UFOs. The panel also recommended that the Air Force launch a campaign to debunk UFO reports and make the topic seem silly in the eyes of the general public in order to reduce the public's interest in UFOs. Luba continued investigating UFO reports, but with its stripped-down staff and its debunking mandate, the days of serious UFO inquiry had passed, but the U.S. Air Force funded one more UFO project, the Condon Committee. This study ran from 1966 to 1968 at the University of Colorado, directed by physicist Edward Condon. Sadly, this project intended to be a true scientific evaluation of the UFO situation was mired in controversy. Some of the committee's members allegedly went into the project knowing the outcome had already been predetermined. Sure enough, the report delivered to the Air Force by the committee in 1969 recommended against any future government UFO investigations. Astronomer J. Allen Hynek, who served as scientific advisor for the Air Force's various UFO studies, blasted the Condon report, pointing to an obvious bias, evidence being intentionally overlooked, and conclusions being reached by people who had not studied the phenomenon. But the decision had already been made. The Condon report essentially led to the termination of Blue Book. The project officially ended in 1969, but during its investigation period from 1947 through 1969, of the 12,618 cases investigated by Project Blue Book, 701 could not be explained. There you have it, friends. That's it for this very brief episode. UFO Mod Pod can always be found on RoguePlanet.tv. We're also on Stitcher, iTunes, and other places too. So subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a stellar review if you enjoy the show. And if you like getting newsletters, we have a newsletter on RoguePlanet.tv. So sign up for that too. As always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I'm Jason McClellan. We will see you in the future. Music